Good morning. Good morning. My name is uh, David Greenhaw, and uh, I've met so many of you, but uh, let me introduce myself officially. I'm an ordained minister of the United Church of Christ, uh, serving as the interim senior minister at Naples United Church of Christ, and we're so glad that you're with us today. And I'm Reverend Angela Wells-Bean, and I'm your minister for congregational care. It's wonderful to have you all back with us on our first Sunday, in which we're back to two services. And uh, special greetings to the folks who are worshiping with us from Bentley Village this morning who are gathered together. We are so glad to have you. So um, we have a lot going on uh, in the church and around the church, but one of the most important things that's going on is that we are wanting to pay attention to how we respond and recover from the hurricane. Uh, Many of you had only the disruption that Lee and I had, which was loss of power and a little little dose of anxiety. Uh, But others have had uh, significant disruption, and as we think about them and try to find ways to respond, uh, we're organizing ourselves as a congregation to do so. So we've done this thing where we have kind of concentric circles. We start with the congregation, and we, we raise the question, is there anybody in the congregation who is in need and we don't know about it. We'd like to know if there's anybody in trouble. And so the Stevens ministers have been organizing and phoning and reaching out to people. If they've reached out to you, great. If you've not heard from them, expect to. If you know of someone in need, uh, if you know of someone who uh, had a loss or is suffering or having difficulty, please let us know so that we can figure out how best to respond. And then we're organizing ourselves to do a broader circle to, to deal with churches and, and folks in this broader community to reach out to our mission partners as well and get to know them. So we're in the data gathering stage right now and uh, that stage will overlap with others. But we think the recovery from this hurricane is likely to take a while. So we're eager to be in touch with you and to hear from you. So uh, watch and listen to uh, as we move forward and uh, be prepared to, uh, to lean in and uh, let us help one another. That's right. Um, and I'd like those of you who are here in the sanctuary to ask you to register your attendance with us. So if you could take a minute to grab those blue attendance pads, please write down your name and pass it to your neighbor. And if you're online, please write in the comments section where you're worshiping from this morning. And also, while you are there, click on the bulletin link and the, so that you can follow along in the service with us. I have a couple announcements to also bring to your attention. Um, one is that we, many of you may know, we are going to Guatemala, a group of us from our church, the first week of November with our mission partner, People for Guatemala. And that trip was full, but somebody had to step back because of what happened to them in Hurricane Ian, which has opened up a space. And so if you were interested in going to Guatemala and were on the fence when we were promoting it last spring and you still are interested, please be in touch with me. There are details in your bulletin. We'd love to welcome one more traveler. 
And also, we are starting a new group here at church this coming week, which I'm personally very excited about, although I don't qualify to participate. It is called... You're getting close. No. no, no, (laughs) Almost there. It's called Welcome to the 90s, and it is for folks who are 90 and above. If you find yourself in that demographic, it'll be a a group for people to meet and talk and discuss, and it is led by uh, Wynne Pusey. I'm going to put her on the spot. She is here with us this morning, and she is in her 90s. Um, and that group starts this week. You can find details about that in your bulletin. So if you or you know someone who qualifies, please do join them. Uh, so uh, we're back to two services. And between services, there's a, a, a time to gather in the gathering place. But uh, you may want to come a little early next week because we're beginning a forum that will take place between the services. Uh, a small educational event. Uh, an opportunity on an interview format. Uh, one of our members, John Bachman, uh, is just perfect for this. Uh, he uh, served 25 years as a news anchor for the NBC affiliate in Des Moines, Iowa. And so he's got a, a way to move the conversation forward and to open up conversations, interviewing individual members about the intersection of their faith and work. And uh, it starts next week with him being interviewed. So please join us next week. It'll start about 10, 15, 10, 10 in Nelson Hall. And it'll be finished and plenty of time to be able to come here. So come a little early, grab a cup of coffee, go join that reception next week. And we've got a lot going on for folks who are new to our community. Today we have a visitor reception also in Nelson Hall right after church. If you are new to our congregation and would like to get to know some of our leadership and David and I, please, right after church, come to Nelson. And then on Tuesday night... We'll have a reception at my home, uh, a gathering, an evening with the pastors. And so uh, we'll have some... uh, heavy noshes, uh, appetizers, and have a chance to visit and talk about that. So if you're interested in becoming a member, exploring that further, please uh, let us know. Uh, if you, uh, even if you can't make either of those events, please let us know. We're happy to work with you to uh, join our church. So we think that's enough for now. Although yeah. There's a lot going on in the life of our congregation. But now let us center our hearts and minds as we prepare for worship. After generations of slavery, after being confined in Egypt by a tyrant pharaoh, the people of Israel finally were set free, and they did so by crossing through the troubled waters. And when they got to the other side, to the dry land, Miriam led them. She grabbed a tambourine and started dancing and singing. And she said, sing to the Lord, for the Lord has triumphed gloriously. Having crossed through the waters to the other side, let us now join together and worship God, singing to the Lord, who's triumphed gloriously. Please be seated. Please stay in your bulletins as we join together in offering our prayer of invocation. Let us pray. Ever-present God, you meet us in the borderlands, in places neither here nor there, at times when we are out of our comfort zones. Even if we don't know where we're going, 
When we feel most lost, you are there. We ask you to be with us this morning when many of us still feel like we're out of our comfort zones. We pray that we might find healing through you and one another. Amen. I invite you to be in a spirit of prayer with me as I offer this morning's pastoral prayer. Let us pray. Abiding God, it has been 11 days since the hurricane ravaged our community. We've come a long way. And yet, since the adrenaline has worn off, the pain of what we went through is starting to sink in. We're hearing stories of how people lost their lives, the tragedies people endured as their loved ones drowned. We're hearing about the traumas people experienced, how a new mom put her three-month-old baby in a plastic tub with some milk and diapers and took that baby out of their home as the floodwaters were rising. We can renovate our homes and buy new cars and replace furniture, but the grief and trauma will stay with us, possibly forever. As we rebuild our lives and our community, may we also tend to our emotional and social wounds as well, remembering to be patient and gracious with each other, realizing that healing looks different for everybody. We also know that all the other aspects of our lives never stopped. The work has picked up, the doctor's appointments have resumed, and all the other stresses that might have been on hold for a moment, they are back. And so we ask you, O God, to be with us this day to help us carry our everyday hurricane notwithstanding burdens. This morning, we will hear a scripture about a healed leper who turned back and thanked Jesus. He expressed gratitude, and Jesus told him that his faith had made him well because he said thank you. We are reminded that Meister Eckhart wisely said that if the only prayer you ever say in your entire life is thank you, it will be enough. And so this morning, oh God, we say thank you. Thank you for our lives, for this beautiful earth that you have blessed us with. Thank you for the means to care for ourselves and our loved ones. Thank you for our church community, for our friends and family who accompany us along life's journey. May we have the faith to walk through this life with gratitude on our hearts so that we might have the vision to see your blessings all around us. We offer this prayer in the name of your Son, Jesus, the risen Christ, who first taught us to pray together, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.
This morning's scripture reading comes from the gospel according to Luke chapter 17. And if you'd like to follow along, you're welcome to because the text is in your bulletins. On the way to Jerusalem, Jesus was going through the region between Samaria and Galilee. As he entered a village, ten lepers approached him. Keeping their distance, they called out, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When Jesus saw them, he said to them, Go and show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were made clean. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice. He prostrated himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus asked, Were not ten made clean? But the other nine, where are they? Was none of them found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? And then Jesus said to him, Get up and go on your way. Your faith has made you well. May God bless our modern hearing of this sacred story. I think it was the summer of 1981, could have been 1982. We had a, uh, I remember the summer part of it really well. We had a Volkswagen Rabbit in those days. Um, It was a kind of silvery green, and Lee, who likes to name such things, called it Pewter Rabbit. So I had Pewter Rabbit with the windows rolled all the way down, We lived in Long Island, where I was the pastor of the First Congregational United Church of Christ. And I do this so that you can see it, because it was on the sign in the front. First Congregational United Church of Christ, Bayshore, New York, the Reverend David M. Greenhaw, pastor. Right on the corner, the church was here, the parsonage was here. By the way, the parsonage was that close here, uh, right next door. There was a driveway next to the parsonage. I pulled out of the driveway one summer day with the windows down in Pewter Rabbit. There were two lanes next to the church. I pulled up here. There was a stoplight. The church was here. The sign was there. And a man pulled up in the car, in a car next to me with his window down. And he says to me through our open windows, Brother, Are you saved? I looked at him. I looked at the church with my name on it. I looked at him again, and the light changed to green. So I drove thinking I missed having to explain to him what I meant by saved as opposed to what he meant by saved. It felt to me that he meant by saved what a used car salesman might say. You can get a good one from me. I'm selling the ticket you need, the ticket to heaven. That's what I've got. And you buy it from me, I'm the best. That's what it felt like he was asking me. And, and it made salvation something uh, not that I wanted to talk to him about, at least not at a stoplight. So I drove up to the next block thinking I'd gotten away. Just then, the crossbars came down on the Long Island Railroad and he pulled up next to me again as the train came by. You just can't escape sometimes. I'll come back to this. The Gospel of Luke, the story that Angela just read, this 
wonderful story in the Gospel of Luke about ten lepers who have, who have a disease, exactly what that disease is at that time. One, one doesn't know for sure, but it was sores and unattractive and isolating. And if you had leprosy, you were moved away from other people for fear of contagion or revulsion. And here in this spot where Jesus is passing through, these ten lepers come forward and they ask for mercy, beg for mercy. Uh, they, they say, Eliezer, please give us mercy. Now, maybe they knew who Jesus was. Maybe they were expecting Jesus to heal them. Maybe they asked everybody who went by. But Jesus answered them, go to the priests. And as they started to go to the priests, they were healed. On the way from begging for mercy to the priests, they were healed. And apparently nine of them went on, but one stopped and was aware of what had happened and, and knew that what had happened was a huge thing, not a small thing, a, a significant event, and stopped and turned back around and, and got down on his knees and put his face to the ground and exclaimed in incredible gratitude, thanks be to God, glory to God, praise God, I have been healed. Jesus responds, what about those other nine? Why didn't they see that? But then says to this one, this most interesting phrase, he says, your faith has made you whole, has made you well. But the word is not well, really. That's one way to translate it. The way it's could be translated is your faith has saved you. Salvation is to be saved by faith. That, that description in this story is more of what I think about salvation than what I could accomplish in, a, in an exchange in the automobile with my neighbor driving by with a salvation salesman. Instead, for me, I think for the church, for Christian faith, what it means to be saved, in part at least, is to recognize that you are given a remarkable gift, that you have received healing or transformation, and sometimes it's huge, and sometimes it's the smallest little thing. I don't know exactly how it is with you, but for me, I've had some rough seasons in my life, some physical ailments that caused me great pain and problem. And I was fortunate to get some medical care and to help. And I could just be better and thank the doctors, pay my bills and go on, but there's a part of me that is so glad that I don't have to have someone else put my shoes on for me. I was that unable to move. I'm so glad that I'm better. I give thanks for that. I am saved. Saved in the sense of being made whole. Or, or perhaps you're aware of a season of loneliness in your life. I don't know, caused by any number of things. 
a loss of regularity in your life, the loss of a loved one, just a season of not feeling in touch or at odds with people. And then somehow someone reaches out to you. Someone makes contact with you. You're connected again. And you could move on forgetting that season or you could be transformed by the healing of the loneliness. I do not know exactly how you have been touched, but I feel certain that it has happened somewhere, somehow in your life. And what Jesus thinks about salvation is that faith, to understand in faith that God has touched us has transformed us, has, has made the difference to us, means that we don't just accept that things are back to normal and going forward, but no, we understand that we are filled with thanks. We are filled with thanks. God, who is the creator of the ends of the earth, has noticed and touched us, healed us in some way, made us whole. And that is worthy of our thanks. That is in part what it means to be saved. Thanks be to God is what we say. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. Brothers and sisters, go forth in power and in peace. Go forth in the sure and certain knowledge that God, who is the creator of the ends of the earth, can and does heal, transform, make us whole, save us. Go forth. Amen.